0: What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Hollywood Already Did It, your weekly podcast for movies that have been rebooted, remade, sequelized, or otherwise unoriginal and uninspiring. Of course, I am your host, Blake Schultz, and with me is Terrence Tatum. Hello, everyone. And our guest for the week from the killer horror critic podcast, Matt Kanopka.
1: Hello, all. How's it going?
0: And uh, we are doing Fantasy Island. The movie that came out this week or last week, depending on when we (laughs) put this episode up.
1: I've lost all track of time, thanks (laughs) to Fantasy Island.
0: (laughs) No, no, I know those two hours well. Blumhouse now owes me a debt.
1: (laughs) Um, Yeah, Maybe you'll get invited to go on a vacation to a mysterious island, Blake. (laughs) That would be fine,
0: as long as my fantasy is to not see the movie again.
1: Well, I'm sure if you're going there, it'll be a boring fantasy because that's I'll what they have all are. To see
0: that through to the end, <laughs>
1: all the way to the end. The, the mini. bitter, bitter, and <laughs> the
2: many five or six endings that this film has.
0: I mean, it yep. really just played out a greatest hits of every horror movie that's better than it at the end there,
1: which is basically everything,
0: right? Yeah. Uh, so, what did everyone think of the movie?
1: <laughs> Matt, you're the guest here. Let's have you.
2: Uh, Kick this one off
1: What did I think? Um, it's a train wreck <laughs> My my fantasy would be for No one to ever have to experience this movie Willingly or not <laughs> uh, Yeah uh, I, I just think that You know, like you said, Blake It's a concoction uh, it, It's kind of like someone watched a horror film once And thought, I can do that <laughs> and, and that's really what it is I mean, it, it, the first hour Just kind of drags along through some awful, awful direction and pacing. Some terrible acting, too. And some terrible acting. I, I, I'll i say this. I think the actors are the best part of it outside of the uh, the setting. The setting's yeah. very nice. I'm sure everyone got a nice vacation <laughs> to the island. Uh, but but no, yeah, it's, it's horribly paced. I felt like time made no sense on the island. You know, we'd leave one character walking into a room at one point and then come back to them 20 minutes later having just walked into the room and... Then you have uh, just all of these different, you know, cheap horror, quote unquote scares. You know, I, I lost track of how many times something walked by the camera or appeared and disappeared. <laughs> Dis- disappeared yeah, you know, and it just—it's just a—it's it, just a, a, con- a concoction of a bunch of cliches for a reboot that no one asked for. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean,
2: that's fairly accurate. You know what's crazy? Okay, so no. I was. I'm old enough to I just missed the run of Fantasy Island television series mm. and but I did see a lot of it in syndication one as I was growing up. So I'm aware of the show. And, like, this movie does do the setup of, like, bringing people on a plane and not explaining time. That That's a part of what that show did. kind of just did weird shit like that all the time. Kind of like, all right, right. All right we're just in it. It was a little bit more, because that was an Aaron Spelling 80s era show, it was a little bit more campy um, as opposed to this. But I think you can get away with that then in a, in a, TV, in a TV series that's, like, long form, whereas in a film one the tv series only used two two people stories at a time this one has like five and it's trying to juggle way too many balls at one time yeah i
1: know it's trying to go like this anthology route yeah. the, the director even admitted himself it's it's like five mini horror movies and my yeah. thought was well no it's not when you keep interrupting every, every single, single one of them and
2: then they <laughs> and then you try to all of a sudden, make them interact. It's just a weird way because the thing that made the Fantasy Island stuff work back in the day is that they were, those, their stories when they happened on the episode were completely separate from each other. Right. When you start trying to put in fantasies and mix them together, then you're just dealing with time that these times don't quite mesh when you're like, oh, this one is five years ahead now, and then these guys are still here, like right. and like, and now this one's in the past. Yeah. And like... I'm like, what the hell is happening? Um, yeah. There's a lot of stuff in this that I do think I like the third act of this movie just completely implodes on itself. And that's when it just outright loses me. I think an hour and a half of this is a setup that I... I it goes on for a little too long, but I'm okay with like that. I was writing that. If <laughs> yeah. you pay me
1: off on the back end, I can well,
2: justify being there for that long. The back well, end of this movie is terrible. Right,
1: and, and that's part of it, too, is, you know, uh, when it comes to film, like, the way you walk out with the ending is going to really affect how you feel about the movie. Correct. So even if... I mean... I was pretty much out of this after like 20 minutes, but even if you make it through to the third act and you're enjoying it, right. it's so bad that I, I can't imagine many people are going to walk out and think, that was a good time because the movie leaves you with such a sour taste in your mouth. Yeah. Um, you had mentioned it's campy too. I think a big problem with, or that the show is campy, mm-hmm. I think a big problem with Fantasy Island actually is that it didn't lean into the campiness. Well,
2: someday. it didn't pick a lane at all. Like, either be... Right straight-up horror and go full-on blood and gory which it did not do or like you said lean into the like fact that you could be campy or super super supernatural it did none of that it kind of just treaded this little water hmm, lack of a better term (laughs) water the entire time and without picking a lane
1: right well it's just you know i mean when it comes to horror like there obviously are a lot of really campy examples of films that people love and you know being a horror fan myself You know, I love shit like Tammy and the T-Rex with Denise Richards (laughs) (laughs) dating this dinosaur that has the brain of Paul Walker, right? Like, I love campy stuff like that. The problem with Fantasy Island is you have to understand that you're dealing with a very kind of silly concept here and you cannot treat that so seriously because if you do it starts you start it,
2: taking it serious and then pulling it threads you're like this stuff just doesn't
1: work right you start yeah. shoving in stuff that doesn't quite work it's yeah. ne- it doesn't fit the story and then you know i just think they would have been way better off had they just leaned into all right we know this is stupid <laughs> let's make it stupid let's not try to do anything more than that and they didn't do that.
0: Well, I've never really seen a movie have such strict rules at the beginning <laughs> and at the same time explain to you nothing. Because <laughs> you arrive and Michael Pena has his exposition moments of, well, everyone gets a fantasy. We've got to see it through to the end. Mm-hmm. And it's not what it seems. Yeah, <laughs> uh, right. Like, but then we get time travel. We get you jump back from your time travel, but now you don't have these memories, but should you have the memories and has the world around you changed? If you go back in time to a war and you change a mission, does everything happen? Like if my fantasy is to like stop nine eleven, will I wake up and the entire world have never gone through it? Or do I just get like a day where I can see the towers again? Like, what are we really doing? Right. Uh, you also get into the whole, like, It's somebody else's fantasy, but everybody still has to go through their fantasy because they are on the island, so the rules apply to them even though it's in it. We get very, like, inception-based with our rule playing, but without being like, before your fantasy can be fulfilled, the person whose fantasy is happening now has to go through.
1: But then the other side of that, too, though, is the way I kind of understood it by the end, and I don't know if you're doing, like, spoilers now at this point, but... By the way it seems to wrap up, it's that, okay, well, you know, they're living these fantasies, but they're not quite their fantasies, yet they have to live them out to the end. And I get this impression that the island doesn't actually turn all of your fantasies against you. It's doing that because of someone else's fantasy, right? Right. So so why do you really have to go through all of these to the end, then, if it's not actually your fantasy? Like, just everything starts to just snowball yeah, that's, into like, that's,
2: that's a problem when you have so when you're trying to juggle so many different stories and then combine them together because that's that that is a rule that is also on the TV shows like you have to see see through your thing through the very end it's much easier when you're doing a one-to-one ratio like all right, and your, what does the end survey, mean survey. It's usually it usually in the in the in the <laughs> right?
0: show. What's the end of the
1: fantasy? Yeah, like if
0: my fantasy is like go to Disney for a day, it's like well, go to Disney so for I'll a say day. This. That is, right, right. but if my fantasy is to like have a job with a salary or, forever, right. do I just or a work family? That job? Right. Yeah, like <laughs> well, the you, end of that is their death. Well, usually <laughs> right. in the
2: on the show, the Ricardo Maturban show, it was a morality play. That's basically what each show was about. It Was like right. I'm I'm doing this to show you a moral compass of yourself, sort of uh, Saul. Like what he's like, I'm trying to prove a point. I'm trying to show you something. This movie does these fantasies, but there's really no point to any of them. There is no No. moral compass doll. And the only one person that has one is like, well, she's bat. You're saying that it's because this person was teased out. They are bat shit crazy. Right. Yeah. Yeah, No, it's not a good message (laughs) for for bullying. Yeah. (laughs) That was
0: my biggest, I think, problem with these characters and the, the, the big spoiler alert for Fantasy Island. Um, the twist that they're in somebody else's fantasy. It's Lucy Hale's character and her entire arc has been that I was bullied and Oh, it was so bad. And I'm not really that person, but I I am, but I am (laughs) that person. So then we're going to make your bully sympathetic, but she also was a bad person and wasn't just a bad person in high school. She's cheating on her husband. She's She's doing all these awful things. But Blake,
1: we get a whole speech from her about how she She understands she's doing wrong things.
0: So I'm, (laughs)
2: It's one of those ones that, like, all right, so that, that whole scene made me kind of roll my eyes. Oh, like, oh, God, yes. Because you're talking to, she does the worst thing where she's talking to one person, but, like, obviously. Also, oh,
0: Also, that's well, not you, how apologies you work. Yeah. <laughs> you <laughs> don't like, get to apologize to two people at the same time. But it's Yes, you in, do
1: if you're talking to one on the phone and looking at the other. <laughs> but it's done in such a way that the director's like, look how clever I am. Right. And, <laughs> stop and, but, but this goes this goes to my point Guides. about the campiness though is everyone working on this movie thinks that they're doing something more intelligent than they are and really and, and, and like it's not to insult anybody it's just right. like I don't care if your movie's stupid it's fine yeah just don't act like you're doing more than you are yeah I would have <laughs>
2: rather this had gone the way of like The Broken Lizard whatever island that episode, uh, movie that they had on that was oh yeah that, <laughs> this is if they went that way I'd be like okay cool on in. because this right. is like there, there are moments when like the whole the the brothers, which those are the characters that I absolutely hated the way that they interact. They again. got me
0: out of the oh, movie yeah. right I was like, away I'm out. with the oh, high yeah. fives and the yeah. dialogue and this no I, I, goofy I just, fantasy. I was just
1: watching them and I'm like, I, I know people in? don't actually talk
0: like right. this, like
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, "What movie are? Where, where are they at? Because they're not with Maggie Q. Because she's in something no, completely it, different than everybody." It felt else.
0: like every character had their own director. Yeah, to be like, okay, right. but we're gonna make a Saw movie, and they're gonna make like a photograph type movie, and we're gonna make a fun like, "What if Bad Boys was John Lovitz and Dana Carvey?" And, <laughs> and Lucy, <have laughs> and
1: then here's Maggie Q's drama yeah. shit that we about. And we're gonna about. make a war movie. <laughs> yeah.
0: and then Lucy, break.
2: you will be in. I don't know. I still know what you did last summer. How's that? All right, cool. <laughs>
0: everybody go. Okay, but look, it's how I know it. That's my biggest problem with this movie is it's an adaptation of Fantasy Island, which means right off the bat, we're not very original. But then if we really get into, this is going to be a weird thing to say, you can be original in a property that's unoriginal. You can reboot this and give it a new new idea to do with it. And instead, it is like Saw where it's, oh, I have this moral compass and you did something and I'm going to torture you for it until you realize what you did. And if you want to change, you have to escape, but we'll see how badly you really want that. Then it's I Know What You Did Last Summer. Then it's like whichever scream twist you want it to be, scream four. And then the last kill... Is just Friday, Friday the 13th. 15. Yeah. So we just start playing off.
1: It's like seven endings at the end. It's like, like a like now a that's
0: s- what I call horror volume five. I, I,
1: I can't wait for the director's commentary where they're just like, and look, I don't know if you guys noticed this here, but this is totally a reference to Friday the 13. like- 13th. <laughs> I don't know if you noticed
0: that I watched four horror movies. Directly before filming. <laughs> <laughs> because Jason it- Blum looked at me and he said, I don't think you've watched a horror movie in your life. And I said, you know what, Jason, you're right. And I went down to my local video <laughs> store and I it- got four of them. And look, and here's
1: my other thing too, which is why, like, I, I just, I, I get so confused on the decisions made around movies like this sometimes because to me it seems like a simple solution, right? So we're, we're spending a lot of time talking about how all these stories don't really gel together, yet at the same time, the film gives us an example of multiple characters sharing the same fantasy, right. like the two brothers. So would it have really been so fucking difficult to just have four characters that are all there to experience a similar fantasy? And just keep them together and and not do all this juggling. (laughs) That
2: would have been a much better story thread. You guys
1: are all sharing the exact same fantasy. Right. And you can all still learn something. And it doesn't have to constantly be split up so we can stay where we are
0: with the story. All of their fantasies could have revolved around the fire. Yep. We could have had one person get away and find the rock. We didn't need Michael Rooker doing this, like, (laughs) rainbow story. (laughs) He he wasn't there. He was there for name value. They kept... Picking out things. He's the harbinger. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. They kept picking out things from like a, a writing 101 book and was like, well, we need a MacGuffin. Yeah. So that needs to be somewhere so they have a place to go or else there's no stakes and we don't know what they're doing. How about a crystal that controls the island? That's great. How will they find it? I don't know. Yeah. I know. We have to have this guy who will be like the Obi-Wan Kenobi. And he'll I get there. I know everything. And then get- we'll go back to the phone. Like, they kept pulling things out of a playbook. And instead of, like, writing the destination to get there, they right. just gave you the destination. And then, yeah.
2: it, what bothered me even more than Rooker being there, they then felt the need to have to give him a backstory as to why. Like, if he's there at this point, just have him be there. But then they're like, yo... His daughter was, uh, and now you guys remind him of his. daughter. You
0: remind like, me of my daughter. Nope. Now I have a personal <laughs> investment.
1: Well, I, and I also love how the nonsensicalness of it, where it's like, okay, so he's a PI who's there to discover the secrets of the island or whatever, right? He's been there for weeks now at this point. No and one knows he's a,
0: missing. No <laughs> one knows he's missing, and he knows a way off the island. It's just like, well, he also <laughs> says that Michael Penney is aware mm-hmm. of him. Quick. He's like, oh, right. he won't let me but get they near have the hotel. No I'm interaction like, at all in this film. And seemingly, you can change your fantasies on a whim. So, like, one day when Michael Pena doesn't want his wife back, why didn't he just go look at the crystal and be like, kill Michael Rucker? Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> my fantasy is to kill the only threat to my island. Uh, do it.
1: Yeah. Go, crystal thing. Yeah. Go, water. Can, can I also just say, I love how this is now a few movies now where it seems like Bloomhouse is on this black water equals evil kind of kick, because they also did a similar thing with Black Christmas. <laughs> yeah. yeah it's, just, just a thing that I noticed. <laughs>
0: it's a very weird trope that I feel like we're getting more and more of that Dirty sort of bad. solves, like, the R-rating...
1: Well, but like, still because makes it, it look makes bloody?
0: up the blood. Yeah. Yeah. It I reminds mean, me of, like, when Ocarina of Time came out on the N64, and they're like, no, 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 the blood's green, I so just, it's an E rating.
1: No, and and separately, it's like, okay, whatever. It's just that y- you did this back-to-back with two big releases from the yeah. studio
0: within two months.
1: It's just, I don't know, it's a little... Just wait <laughs> until
0: the Invisible Man gets tar thrown on him <laughs> to oh, be oh, seen yeah. in the <laughs> water. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Look, we had a lot of black goo left over from a canceled creature from the Black Lagoon remake. <laughs> if I don't use it, it expires and it just it gets everywhere. Right. We had to Very use messy. it. So I've made five cheap horror movies <laughs> and I'm just going to keep putting them in there, but look, as long as it makes 7 million, I'm not taking I'm good. that much of an ale. Yeah, it's. Yeah. We'll talk about that towards the end of the show. But it's amazing to me that it can be like we came in fourth this weekend, but we did double our earnings. <laughs> it's like what the why? Why isn't every studio doing this? Yeah. Right. Um, we talked about the show a little bit. Yeah. It ran first. It was two TV movies. Correct. What it started off at. Laying the rules. Yes. Ran for six seasons. Six to seven years. Yeah. It was Seventy-eight the, to eighty-four. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what do we think was this faithful to the show? Let's call, when we can talk about the show. A yeah. Bit. So
2: I mean, Terrence, look, you
0: know it better than I do, I do because think, you're old.
2: Because I am dying. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're all dying.
1: <laughs>
2: um. Yeah. No. It look there are things that the show does immediately. Like if this movie opens with. Uh, uh michael peña coming down and saying smiles everyone smiles everyone that was the whole opening like scene to every single one of the fantasy island episodes they would show the plane landing they would show him getting getting ready to uh meet the guests as they come off the plane and he would say smiles everyone let's get to go obviously in the the tv show tattoo was a big part of that which spoilers that somewhat comes around towards the end of this but (laughs) in the worst worst way way, yeah um (laughs) but that's all a part of the show and then he kind of separates the two well in this case five but usually he separates the two people and they just have like a whole campy Aaron spelling and remember this came around the era where this was blocked in the same two-hour block with love boat so it was like a it was this and fantasy Islanders. the
0: next movie with black <laughs> water oh god i can't wait we're <laughs> gonna do a horror love boat um but
2: and it was super campy super like twilight zone ish but like a funnier version of that or campier
1: version of that. Like right, the, it was like an adventure comedy. Yeah, right?
2: um, and then there was a, a remake of this in like the late 90s, 98. Yeah. It only last like 14 episodes with Malcolm McDowell playing the Mr. Rourke spot. Mm. Barry Sonnenfeld produced that one, so it was a little bit more Beetlejuice, Men in Black-esque as far as like the way that people got to the island and all of that stuff. They had a whole tribal agent. So the the concept around the episodes and the movie are Basically, the structure is there. It's essentially the same. It's just the the way about going about it is very different. This is clearly leaning more into well, not really because it's not really a horror film, but it's leading more into being taking itself more serious, whereas that was more tongue in cheek. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that, those shows were great because that was like a star vehicle. It was kind of like one of those like Murder She Wrote things, where like we were going to get the the top actors, get every the heavy, each, heavy heavies as to kind of Once Upon a time, time in Hollywood. Yeah, um, <laughs> but I, I think. The gist of doing the fantasies is there as far as like, all right, this is the moral story that we want to tell. I just don't think this does a good job of paying it all off.
0: It's an interesting thing because you can be very faithful to a show and completely misunderstand what made yeah. it work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. and it's, Which happens a lot. <laughs> it happens so more often than I want it to. Where uh, the other movie we're talking about this week is Sonic, which is kind of an oddly good comparison of something that threw out so much of its source material but, like, nailed what its character, character is. Yeah. Mm. Where this, t- like, copy and pasted...
2: The source material. The plane's
0: coming and smiles right. everyone, and here's what it is, and it looks like Fantasy Island to the untrained eye. Right, right. Uh, but I think kind of some of the biggest things it's missing are, like, kind of the three points that the show always had was there was... Like a cost of a fantasy, the mm-hmm. nature of a fantasy, and the risk, risk. of a fantasy. Yeah. So there were people who like spent money to get to the island, there was. and there were people, you know, they had the episode with the girl and her piggy bank, where it's like less than ten dollars, but there's a special interest in that. And they and- wouldn't
2: always show the cost to it, um, just because sometimes they would just open with the plane, but sometimes they would go back and be like, all right, this is the money they spent. Or in the newer one, they would show actually the whole how the message got from the travel agency to the island. It was more of a connection. Like, we're sending people here to do this thing, and it was pricey. Mm, right. And sometimes they would pay for it. Like, oh, it's a pro bono. We're going to give you your fantasy because you know someone here or we're, we're, we're gifting this to you.
0: Which I think is an interesting way to build a character and show what they want without doing this like hyper exposition that this movie did if all these people had come in without like a short Qualtrics survey that was one page long i mean it's just like yeah
1: i i mean it's like you don't want the film to run longer because it's already at fucking two hours no i want it to run a lot shorter (laughs) and i do too but but at the same time i agree with you we could have used something to set these people up because i i mean the a big issue that i have with the film is it feels like it's running like a freight train right like it does not try to slow itself down ever it's always just go 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 like as soon as they get to the island it's okay here's mr rorick and now you're all running off to your own fantasies and we're not going to really get to know who you are as people we're just going to throw you right in so just like it would have been nice to have something like I've never really seen the show, but yeah. something like you're talking about think, to establish who these people are, think, why this matters yeah. to them.
2: I think the bigger the, the biggest issue is that this this movie is actively trying like replicating aspects of the show. But mm. unfortunately when you're doing a show, you have the long form, you can If you're doing this 24 episodes and you're doing this day-to-day-to-day, you can get away with just dropping people in media res and like, cool. When you're doing a movie, this is the only time that I'm spending time with you. you got to kind of give me a little bit more meat on the bones and let me know how these people got to this point. Just saying, oh, I took a one-page survey and, well, that's it. Cool. (laughs)
1: Well, well, a one-page survey and, oh, I just won a random contest that we all happen to enter even though we're all related as we find out by the end.
0: (laughs) Well, I think the trick there is, because you're right, when you're doing a TV show, you you can explain the cost and the nature and the risk but you can also do that in a movie fairly quickly I look at like the first two Saw movies specifically Saw 2 that had seven eight characters Mm -hmm. but so quickly we're just like here's who they are and why they're here and what's gonna happen it's
1: just good writing guys like you know you watch the film up you learn an entire story of those of those two old that old couple within five minutes like you're crying for them by the end of it it's five minutes long i would say jumanji is
2: probably a recent one that like i'll explain the rules in the first 20 minutes and then we're off and you're like oh cool i got it that's all i needed thank you like
1: (laughs) it's still it's still the big problem is just that they were trying to do too much you know yeah. you're trying to do this whole anthology thing and again i think you should have simplified yeah. it so that the audience is able to kind of understand of it better and stay with the characters because then if you are just dropping them off on the island and jumping in then at least we're staying with them to watch them kind of build and grow together. Yeah. You know, but you don't get that either. So Yeah. It feels like the director
2: obviously, obviously did watch one of the old shows. It's like, because that's what the old show does. They spend an entire time with one character and then they right. switch back to the other one. And it kind of is almost, it's almost, they, they repurpose a lot of the shows as two half hour shows. Kind of like, well, we have enough to just split these episodes off. Mm. And he looked like that's what they were trying to do with this. Like, let's go from this one and then go to this one and go this one. The problem is you got five of them. You need to, like, I could easily got rid of the, the the duo brothers and the the dad with the, the-
0: yeah, and just have
2: it back to you and the young girl and then if you yeah. want to do one guy, that's fine.
0: Well, and I, it, it is a lot of people to juggle, but it is also that they tried to give everybody a substantial character arc. And Michael mm-hmm. Pena and, and Michael Rooker didn't need big arcs. They no. just kind of had to be set pieces almost. And like part of right. Fantasy Island was just, look at this weird dude. And that's We who don't he know was. his backstory. Yep. We don't know what's going on they did it the way a lot of these old like even James Bond used to be that kind of character where it was like don't worry about who he is or what he's doing we just throw him into adventures and he's cool and suave and fun yeah
2: and you never like on the show in the seven years it never explains the island like we don't do the whole crystal thing it's just it just is it could be purgatory it could not be we just like there's a lot of and arguably they would have been
1: much better off not explaining it too because I mean at the end of it they haven't Stopped the island by means. Oh, right. so why do we even need to go down there and right. discover the crystals? They're not really so.
0: reinventing the wheel either. We know oh, how these all. kind of movies work. We know how a monkey paw works. We know how wish upon works. I don't need you to be like, look, your fantasy <laughs> might not turn out the way you want it to, and you're gonna. And it's like, I understand that it's baked I, into the DNA of this kind of movie, right?
1: And th- and this is part of the thing too with with you know, I, I feel like this is a problem in modern movies as well because I feel like older films. Didn't do this as much, but modern films, I feel like, always have this need to explain to the audience, to talk down to the audience. We're not allowed to just assume anything anymore. You know, it's like let me spoon feed you every ounce of information we think you might need to know. And the thing, and the thing, the studios, execs, directors, writers, they all have to understand: we are watching a horror movie. Like we're paying to go see this movie. We know that that's what we're coming in this watch. You don't have to explain everything. Just set up that this is an island that bastardizes right. these fantasies of yours. And I'm accepting it. And that's all that. we need. And you're then, accepting it. You're buying a ticket to go to a horror film. You don't you're not one of those people, if you're buying the ticket to see that movie, that is I like, mean, none of this stuff could ever happen. Correct. Like, you're willing yeah. you're, by buying the ticket, you're willing to suspend your disbelief. Yeah. So don't explain it all.
0: <laughs> and I think also, you know, if you're gonna bastardize the fantasies, Bastardize yeah, the Yeah, do a little more in there. That was my probably my least favorite part of the movie was yes. that there was never a really be careful what you wish for. Like Maggie Not at Q all. just gets her family. They sort of hint when yeah. the daughter's like, "Well, you can never live here," and it's like, "Well, what does that mean?" If Maggie like, Q right.
2: didn't, for the purposes of the script, want to just. All of a sudden, change her mind. She could have just been fine in hers, right?
0: She's hanging out with her <laughs> right. daughter and husband. You know, there's <laughs> another good way to balance out your characters. Have one whose fantasy works, and, and they bounce. Disappear. And then everyone can like feel more comfortable doing it. No, like, yeah. have, one of the, have the first one that he takes right away. Their works, and they're off, and it's like, this is amazing. And then you can lull I, them into that false sense of the, security. The
1: fucking soldier story. Let's torture him a little bit, you know? Let's do yeah. something. Like, but he gets captured by these other soldiers. No, like, no we're we just, just
0: going to slowly walk through the woods for 30 minutes. <laughs> and that was a big
1: problem, too, is this movie is... It, it, it was the weirdest thing for me because, like I mentioned, it's moving at a freight train rate. Like, I almost felt like it's going so fast because it's true it's like it knows it's not working so it feels like if it moves really fast people won't notice you know but at the same time everything is slow yeah you know all these stories are progressing so slowly the maggie q waking up her, her whole she's her gotta go was just,
2: long, just felt forever well we had yeah. to
0: keep learning the same information with her right yeah we over had to, and over you're gonna go back in time and you're gonna go talk to your husband And then we have to have a five minute conversation of her being like, I don't understand. You're an actor, drop the act. And then we had to do that with every single character. We kept doing this same scene of, oh, well, this is fake. And now this, and then realizing it's real. Once one person realizes it's real, I don't need you to have it happen with everybody One, else. You're I, just yeah. clunking up your movie it seemed, by repeating And a lot of stuff
2: either sped up or slowed down based on how need, how quickly they needed to progress the plot because mm-hmm. those girls were walking forever and all of a sudden she's like, ooh, the phone. And then they were all the way right back the girl, into the Like, wait, what?
0: <laughs> Fast travel's been unlocked on Fantasy Island. <laughs> it is also, once we got into the time travel aspects, that also opened up a lot of questions to me of just... Now what? If we save this dad, is the entire world different? So that's where this becomes
2: messy to me because the shows, the fantasies never merged. And that's when I was like, okay, now the threads are starting to come off the loose. Because in this, when you start merging fantasies,
0: then I'm like... Also, who's sending a secret ops team to Venezuela to stop so these terrorists killed. who have you know, just decided hotel? today to get revenge on a house that somebody yeah. bought? I'm like, that doesn't even make sense within what? their world. What Call of Duty brain, right. bonus level right. is, like, is that? It doesn't
2: even make sense within their world where that would be the mission. Like, I, none of that made sense. It's like, okay, you're now losing me because that's when the third act falls apart. When you start merging these fantasies, none of it actually makes any sense whatsoever and i was like that's why well, these shows actively separated these fantasies from each other all right you can't it's it's already hard when you're you're playing this does like oh butterfly effect we all were there at the same time thing but when you start doing that and then they all have their own fantasies and we have to bring it all back together you're just juggling like 75 well, things
1: and then once you bring it all back together then the twist is like twists. Right. none of this that you've seen already matters oh, <laughs> nothing we just. saw for an hour and 20 minutes means a day.
0: The twist in that movie was like if we saw Wizard of Oz and there was a man behind the curtain and then somebody else was like, don't look behind this second curtain either. <laughs> and then there was a third curtain and a fourth and a curtain. And then that wizard had a curtain. It's like this yeah.
2: you keep taking off masks. You're like, Jesus Christ, who did this? Because right. we
1: keep doing yeah. No, when when Lucy Hale drops that twist bomb, my head exploded. Like, I was just <laughs> like, I was just like, wait, 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 wait. So this is all your
0: fantasy, I, but you're
1: letting them all live their fantasies. But you want them all back here so you can get like, I, what is going on
0: here? <laughs> I've never gotten tired. Mm. Not like sleepy tired, but like I just ran a mile tired in a movie before. Yeah. And this was probably the first time where it was, we're now in the cave. And I have to talk to my daughter who's going to tell me I'll never be loved. Right. And then this character has to talk to the guy and be told that his family will never love him. And now the bully has to talk to the old bully who's moving around like a conjuring puppet. For reasons. For (laughs) no reason whatsoever. And then (laughs) we have to go talk to the dad who died and i just kept being like oh my god are that's, we gonna yeah, just back to back have the these problem. like face your fear scenes that's the problem yep. and then you, yeah. michael pena has to go yep. through his arc and talk to his wife so and when you give lucy hale has to reveal who she is a story then,
2: arc then you have to try to
1: resolve all of
0: those
2: arcs,
1: and then instead of I, having it a break we gotta keep
0: you, like, passing
1: everyone down to maggie q and lucy hale right who's
0: fucking fantasy that was we can unpin and repin a grenade nine times oh my god that was my other thing too like, are you guys
1: for Fantasy Island? Y'all don't seem creative enough to come up with something besides a fucking grenade pin. Like, <laughs> oh, put it back in. Oh, I came out.
0: I mean, ser- I dropped it. Jump on it. He's no, gonna die a
1: hero. I cannot remember a film that made a grenade pin so important as Fantasy Island. That thing was being carried for around for twenty five oh minutes God. of the film. And, it was a quote, and, and, the linchpin of right, the entire. And, and, yeah, exactly. And it was used as a threat over and over and over again.
0: These it's guys like, have this rocket fucking, launchers and
1: guns. Literally anything <laughs> is supposed to be able to happen on this island. Can we just think of? something couldn't, else. <laughs> couldn't even,
0: like, you just get there and if they were like, man, what are we gonna do and destroy the island? Couldn't you have all just been, like, my biggest fantasy is for the island to be destroyed and, like, looked at the rock? Because <laughs> that was the other weird part is we see the bully's fantasy is, oh, I want to get back together with my husband and I want my life to be okay. Okay. And, and then, we care
1: about you now, bully. For some reason, <laughs> her,
0: yeah. Let's make the bully. She's all of a sudden a good person,
1: yeah. and when it ends with her getting on what the plane, are we you're telling like,
0: Wait, children, what? <laughs> right? I was like, I, so
2: now we care about the person who apparently has been bullying this girl. Like forever. the movie tries right. to
0: be about redemption, but it also goes out of its way to like pick on the person that needs therapy right. and help yeah, and has like, like yeah. mental she was a bully, problems, cheated and,
2: on her husband. And say, eh, my bad, I just thought you were pulling
1: away from me, so I wanted to go bang So I else. fucked this guy.
0: <laughs> For some reason, we filmed it. Well, and th-
1: this is another problem I have with it, too, is like, you know, look, as a horror fan who's been watching this stuff forever, I get it, mental illness has not always been portrayed well in the genre. We understand that. Correct. And, but the thing is, it's 2020. You know, so, like, I can go back, I can watch films from the 80s, 70s, and think, you okay, mean, it's, At that it,
2: time, it's a product of what... Dealt exactly with
1: yeah. i can still appreciate the film because you know what that's what it was at the time i get it now we know better <laughs> we know better now and you're making it worse yeah. like you're not because you're not even giving what
0: the they make fun is like ah oh, she only went out with that guy once pretty crazy no exactly
1: they make fun of her and they don't even try to like give her qualities to make her understandable like you know there's this movie called maniac that follows this pretty psychopathic guy but the thing is You follow him in the movie, so you even though you don't really like him or anything, you kind of get to understand understand why he's this way. Yeah. We don't get any of that with her. Because we don't spend enough
2: time with her because we're focused on fucking War Dad. (laughs)
1: Right. (laughs) And And then just to, you know, maybe this is not correct of me or whatever, but it's also just like... Okay, and we're going to say her major problem now at this point is that what she felt for this guy that she didn't even go on a date with... I finally Girl. felt safe. No, no, no. Girl, you don't... It doesn't yeah. seem like you have any problems these days. I mean, you walk right up to Soldier Boy and ask him the fuck. Like, I'm right, pretty like sure you're, drinking, you're okay you with... You seem like you're okay with approaching
2: men and... Well, that was all be, part of the act. Yeah, right, like that right.
1: doesn't really seem to be your issue anymore, so... <laughs> just, yeah, it just... That's a very loose thread to tie all that
2: together. Like, oh, I was supposed to be there, and then I was like, it would have been
0: really easy to just make all of them like shitty bullies, and had the movie be like, actually, you're all connected to high school. So who's the first one to fuck you guys? guys Yeah. Well, I
1: mean, mean, fucking take it a step further. They all know each other. You know, they all know each other. They're all from the high school, and they don't remember Lucy Hale because she's done the cliche thing of oh i changed my I hair and stuff off, so, yeah.
2: yeah
0: i took I, the glasses off guys i'm now wearing a red crop
2: top <laughs> as opposed to the blue one
0: Right. <laughs> yeah yeah it's really hard to recognize ryu when you hit y twice in street fighter right. but like, who is this
1: but, it, but it's like at least then there's a connection they know each other we understand them better and they can share a similar fans. So yeah there,
0: there was like no manifesto for anybody there was nothing again like jigsaw where he is like oh well you know i'm dying of cancer and if you don't no. value life it, you just shouldn't have it a- and you're same, like i understand that and at the
1: same time My. what the fuck is with giving us this sympathetic angle towards mr Rourke? excuse me, bud, you're killing all these people and keeping your fucking dying wife who dies over and over again alive, like, and you're trying to
0: make us like you? Like so, yeah, <laughs> yeah, The movie so, went out of its way to be like, but what if our villains? So th- that's
2: the weird thing, too, because the TV series, when somebody got in, like, mortal danger where they were died, that would be the only time that he would step in and be like, Hold on. We can't right. have anybody actually dying here. This guy, after the brother dies, like, your brother died. So um my wife is having a hard time. Or like wait wait, wait, my brother is. I mean, I mean just
1: just look at the ultimate <coughs> message of this movie is by the end, the guy who orchestrated all this shit, he's fine. We feel we feel nice for him now yeah. or we're supposed to uh the fucking gay guy is the only one that gets fucking trapped at the island right and then the goddamn girl who's bullied is our fucking is the, villain the, like, and she's the, right and like the one who was the bully and slept had an affair is getting on the plane like well good day, yeah. guys yeah hope I you all had a good one, one. I'm, I'm gonna go back to my life and keep cheating on my husband like it just i don't know man
0: <laughs> so the movie fails as an adaptation <laughs> yeah is yes. there any reason because nostalgia is a freight train that's existed for the end of time. Of course. Uh, is there any real reason from like the themes of what this show was or even the brand or any conceivable thing that you can think of that we made this movie in 2020? Uh. Other than like money is fun. I mean, this year specifically, no. I, well, it's here's... early. It's only <laughs> February. Right. Right.
1: <laughs> Personally, I don't have a problem with it being rebooted, I mean, because it is, I don't want to say forgotten property, but a property that... It's not... not, Okay, so yeah, more forgotten. It's fairly forgotten, yeah. You know, so I don't have a problem with that because, you know, when it comes to the remakes and reboots, I don't mind them. I think they're fine. They introduce audiences to new products and, and whatever and franchises, but... I do get sick of the fact that we keep just doing it with stuff that everyone knows yeah. for, like, the back of their hands. Right. You know, so I do like when we get a reboot of something like Fantasy Island. That's a pretty it, ob- obscure title overall. Right, right. And can maybe use an update and whatever. Right. As for, do we need it right now? I mean, I don't know, man. The world's pretty shitty. It's nice to indulge in fantasies, <laughs> but... <laughs>
0: That's a good answer because I've just been (laughs) racking my brain.
2: (laughs) I think, yeah, I think the the concept of like, oh, you get to have your own fantasy, especially today, would have been a better play out had they done more with the current climate and how, like, I do need to just get away or I do need to just kind of escape or make it a morality play like this movie actively gets away from that and that's sort of what the linchpin of the the, the, the TV series was I don't necessarily know if it was necessary to happen because mm. this is a bare, this show is also when you watch it if you watch any of the episodes it is clearly a product of its time like it's a very it's 100% an 80s well M yeah I mean show, towards right? the end
0: tattoo was coming up in a go-kart to yeah. announce the plane and, and, like and staff in of, it to dodge, uh, dodge
2: him. him yeah it's like a weird thing he's going in with playing the plane and then the, the Malcolm O'Donnell ones also very kitschy and like it, so they're products of their time so I, I think you could have just perfectly left these alone and done something else with a sure. morality story as opposed to like digging that up because then you have to force yourself to live in this structure where you clearly
1: have written yourself yeah. into a corner
0: well i think those <laughs> themes of morality play and fantasy and are always what they wanted to be and even like escapism are always going to be kind of like worth doing and worth telling. Sure. Which is why it's sort of a shame when we put like a a bad coat of paint on it. Yeah. Because I think when you hit those, we don't really get tired of it. We still have plenty of movies that are just like, but the power of friendship. Yeah. So we, yeah. Like, we can clearly do this, but I, when the moral of your story seems to be, fuck it. <laughs> yeah. Because um, we, we didn't even like... There's not even the moral of the story of, like, revenge doesn't always give you what you want. Like, we saw in Birds of Prey, it's a throwaway bit when Harley Quinn is like, you know, if you're really just out for revenge, it very often doesn't give you the catharsis you're right. looking for and yeah. leaves you sadder. So, like, would a better ending to this movie have been that Lucy Hale succeeds and kills them and then goes home and it just doesn't feel just better? Just yeah. And then, like, tries to go back and is like, no, like, sh- Could she have just been re-upping the fantasy until someone was like, hey, like, go to therapy? (laughs) I mean, I don't know how satisfying... Now you're a murderer, though.
1: (laughs) I I don't know how satisfying that end would have been, but it definitely would have played into the theme better, I think, because it was her fantasy to get vengeance, right? And it's not supposed to go well, so she would get
0: home and realize, oh, shit, my life still sucks. (laughs) I'm still alone. I'm a murderer. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Nobody told me that I the bodies would be in the apartment with my DNA everywhere.
1: yeah. Because <laughs> um, yeah. that was the other
0: weird part about this movie from a world building perspective is they did what I kind of want more horror movies to do. Like Countdown doesn't do it at all where they ignore that this app exists and there's videos and forums and it, they, why doesn't everyone know about this? This movie kind of does that when they're like, oh, you know, on Reddit, I read this. And on Twitter, it's this. And there's Yelp reviews and all of these things. And I was like, oh, that's cool. Like, we know it exists and people talk about right. it, but we don't fully know what it is. However, aren't people, like, straight up missing? And this whole, like, fantasies are like dreams right. and you'll get back and be hazy. So should there not even be Reddit posts? Is everybody just waking up like it's a dream? It's very. But lonely. if your fantasy is to have a family and you wake up from that, shouldn't you remember like death makes it fall apart they
2: do a convenient thing of the people that get on the island are the only person that has an attachment to somebody outside of that would be the blonde um girl who her husband did say that she was missing for two days like that's the one thing that actually maggie hughes doesn't is single uh the brother's are alienated from their parents so it's kind of like they all have a reason why that no one is actively checking for them it's just very convenient that every single one of them had that going for
1: them yeah i i think it's one of those things where it feels a little too convenient a little hand wavy right you know for how all this exists because you know the thing with the island too is like okay we're set up to believe that it bastardizes all of your fantasies and it's possible people have died here before, yet it doesn't really seem to be in the public consciousness. Yeah, it's, yet it's so in the consciousness of people yeah. knowing about the island. So so it, it creates too many questions, and this is a big problem with movies like this. Like, writers need to understand the more questions you create, the more answers you have to give or your right. audience what? is gonna pick your movie. Yeah. The more because <laughs> your audience will start picking your movie apart. So right. like I, I would have been much happier with had we had an opening where let's say these characters are on a cruise ship or something, or like some kind of boat trip, they get You know, something happens, a storm, whatever, they get stranded, show up on this island, they meet Mr. Rorick, and then they begin to experience these fantasies. Because at least then you don't have to explain how they got here and how this thing exists in the world and everything. You just go with it at that point. So, Right.
2: Yeah, and uh, like he said earlier, I do think horror movies have the... The the caveat of being like, all right, if I know what the premise is. I'm I'm in. Like I don't, you don't right. have to. Like Happy Death Day is two of my favorite movies that have existed in the last five years. It, they don't overly explain. Like we're in. If you don't know well, this,
1: well, F it. Well, I a don't great care. a great example is any ghost film you've ever seen in your life. Right. You don't go into the ghost film and have you know fucking twenty minutes of exposition of someone being like, well, let me explain to you how ghosts exist. When like, you die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Hear
1: me No, out. a ghost. <laughs> no, exactly. Like you're going to see the movie, you fucking know that that's what you're going to see you don't need all of that so yeah
0: yeah. oh man so then I think we all pretty much saw this movie out of professional curiosity for lack of a better word if we weren't doing these podcasts and these shows, would the marketing have gotten you in? Was there any reason you would have been interested in this?
2: No, I don't think the trailers worked at all for this movie. No. Because um, the, the trailers did the one thing that if you're making a film that, especially if it has the Blumhouse title and you're supposed to be a horror movie, the trailers don't make this seem like it's going to be scary at all. To
0: be fair it's not Right. <laughs> they had nothing to work with like
2: the editor's like i jesus guys i've got nothing i can't make this look scary
1: at all oh i feel so bad for the editor <laughs> of this movie <laughs>
2: oh and i think that that is why i had no, i really had no desire to see this outside of my morbid curiosity of being a, a quasi fan of the original show because right. i see work Mar- wearing his all white and i see him coming in and saying smile like i was like, oh that could be kind of cool and the, but the actual stuff that was happening, I was like, oh, this doesn't look like anything that I have any interest to ever watch it.
1: Yeah, no, like, I, I'll, I'll go see every horror film, and I did have to see this professionally, but no, the marketing did nothing to get me in. <laughs> like, I kind of liked the poster with, yeah, with but, the skull thing. The poster <laughs> was pretty! Well, the
2: poster with the water the, halfway breaking, and there's a, like a deafened skull at the bottom. Yeah, oh, that's yeah, kind the, of
1: creative, alright, yeah, cool. the, post, the posters were cool, but no, the trailer, I mean a lot of us have gotten really good at reading trailers and yeah, you know yeah. we can be wrong but there was nothing in this like terrence said there was nothing in this that was selling me on this being a proper horror right. twist on the story
0: see i liked the first trailer when we were no. focusing on like the dumb jokes of oh well there's no service so not anything's possible and this big no. house party and then we like get to this saw torture scene and i was like this could be I think also right off the bat when they're like we're making fantasy island I am like no. <laughs> yeah. There's there's like well, a very weird line for years where if you're remaking something past like 79 I'm like, but why? Yeah. <laughs> why are we going this far back? I don't think the 13 to 24 year olds that you want so desperately care. Well, I, don't, I, think I this, certainly don't Well, that's
1: a big problem with this movie, too. That I don't really think we talked about is who is this movie for? Well, yeah.
2: Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's PG-13, so it's clear that they were trying to get teenagers in there, but teenagers don't know what the hell but, Fantasy Island is like they but, don't care about
1: that. I mean, yes, it is. But I, I think this has a similar issue that Black Christmas had is it wasn't made to be PG-13. You know, it, yeah. it was right. It, it was made with all of those uh, the language and the gore and whatever to be an and R film somewhere. And in then the they realized they're like, let's cut this down because we, we can make we more re- money. More money. Exactly. And audiences smell that stuff out. You yeah. know, like it's very clear watching the film that they knew they had a disaster on their hands. So they cut out all the extra stuff they could to make it a PG 13 to get audiences in black christmas is the exact same thing i don't fucking care what those writers and directors say they can say it all they want they did not make that movie for little girls <laughs> right correct so it was never that correct. case
0: <laughs> and black christmas is at least easy enough to narrow down that it's like this isn't a four quadrant film it's a two quadrant we want the 13 and 24 right. year olds we want to make the like the woke movie about right, this know. thing and miss the mark this movie is in a very weird place because I think had we even pushed for the R rating I still don't know who would be I going. think fans of the mm-hmm. show would go, Why are we making an R rated yeah. fantasy island? And,
1: and this is the thing, you're you're not pulling in really fans of the no, old show it's because, completely because it's completely different from what that right. is. You're not really gonna pull in You know, horror fans like myself, really, who want an adult movie.
0: And then I do think, and maybe I'm wrong because I'm 30 now, but I have Mm. to assume that 13 to 24-year-olds, when they see a property that they don't have awareness of, are like, just go do a new thing. Yeah. Like, why are you even doing this?
1: No, exactly. And, you know, I know there's a lot of... And I don't always agree with it. There is a lot of fatigue in the horror community, too, especially because... You know, I don't know if you guys disagree or not, but that genre in particular suffers from remake after remake after remake.
2: Oh, yeah. <laughs> I the, mean, it's probably one of the it, big that and sci-fi probably are like some of the biggest ones that keep keep going back to the well. Even right, not right. even like, and,
0: re- it's remakes and it's one of the only genres that gets up to the 10th or 11th movie.
1: Right, yeah. that too. And, and, you know, and I don't have a problem with that necessarily. And there's a lot of, I'm not one of those people who thinks that there's nothing original in horror anymore. It's all in the indie world. But theatrically, yeah, we're just doing the stuff over and over and over again. So I do think the younger audience who is trying to discover new properties, you know, maybe they get a little yeah, burnt out. by Yeah, I that. also <laughs> think
2: like like unlike like Christmas, I at least had girls that look like that would be the thirteen round age. This movie yeah. doesn't have anybody that literally looks the age yeah. of a thirteen to seventeen year old. Like Hill clearly is a twenty five plus year old. Person.
1: Right. So there's no one that really appeal right. to that age group. Right. And
0: I guess outside of the bullying, there's not really anything that like those kids go through. Yeah. Uh, But they're also like, if you're in high school now, you are being bullied. You don't really need to go watch a movie of someone who like... Didn't get over it, <laughs> right? You'll, and that's, you
1: especially don't want to go watch them be the villain of the film. <laughs> yeah, right. no,
0: that's like
1: <laughs> oh, you know. Yeah. Let's I mean, appeal
0: like, to people going through trauma and then show them that not only will they never get over it, they will, right. but it will everyone. kill them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, like
1: when I was a kid, you know, I grew up with movies like uh, I don't know if you guys have ever seen Evil Speak, but it, it's this movie with uh, Clint Howard who's bullied and he gets vengeance on these people. You know, yeah, it it was all you know, like Carrie. It was always about mm-hmm. the the bullied the victim getting their vengeance and but well i guess they're still kind of villains in those cases but
0: i mean once you kill somebody <laughs> but, at but at least that the is, bullies die <laughs> yeah right yeah there's there is a catharsis i think even when you make your quote-unquote hero yeah. bad of it being like well they got him right like that's almost what you want to watch i mean like mm. the invisible man comes out in two well, weeks and part of that is like i want to see this woman get her abuser and like fuck them up
1: well no and the thing those movies do well too is you know like carrie uh at the end of it you know it's not like she's happy that she did that you know it's kind of like she's still
2: miserable yeah yeah yeah. right
1: it's it's like a mental uh a mental break where this happens but she regrets it you know and and that's the other thing those movies do is like okay as the bullied you sympathize with them getting their vengeance but at the end you still kind of learn a lesson of like it's not really worth it yeah. You know, so there's catharsis, but there's also a message. And or are they like. Something in-
2: still happens to the bully, the person who does the bullying. In this case, yeah. the <laughs> bullier is like cool,
1: I'm out. Well, the person who does the bullying is the villain in those movies, right. usually. Yeah. You know, like again, they... Carrie, it's the bullies who dump the blood on her. Yeah. You know, It's their right. fault this happens. Correct. So. And
0: then they usually give you like one, I guess for lack of a better word, like final girl or final character to be uh, like, well, I wasn't character. bullying you, and now I'm the one who can like stop you. Right, right. Like, There's they usually often, a sympathetic character. Yeah, yeah, even like something, like it's a bad movie, but Valentine has that, where it's like, I'm going to go kill all the people that made fun of me, and it's like, well, you're still going to die. Sti- right, right. Because you've now crossed a Line. And that's it's th- why Batman doesn't kill people. Yeah, yeah, and
1: that's another thing. There's no one sympathetic in this movie. You know, like no. No. One, once you kind of learn everything too, it's like, oh, so you're all just fucking cowardly assholes. Yeah, because like, like, Ma- yeah.
2: up, up until the, r- the reveal of the twist, Maggie Q seems to be the most sane one. Then you're like, oh, well, you just don't know well, how to st- you accident- accidentally kill someone, but like, right, I- you technically did something wrong too. And like, also, set the if you're gonna at- go whatever.
0: back in time to save somebody from a fire, and you're like, this is the moment I regret. Pick the moment you regret as when you didn't turn off the stove, and just walk in and turn it off.
2: <laughs> not the moment of all oh, hell is broken loose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah not the moment I'm of having to get into the burning apartment. Yeah, yeah,
0: Instead of being like, I should go play hero and have saved this person. Why don't you just go so back like, and be like, click? Oh, but that see, was a bad idea.
1: But yeah. again, this is a problem with movies like this because normally I wouldn't pick that apart. You know, it's just like, all right, whatever, go with it. But, but there's just so much, many questions.
0: Yeah. Yep. Well, because then I, I go again if she does that is this real like back to the future time right. travel does it change anything does Doc Brown need to show up and be like no Mackie Q listen if you go back in time you'll create a tense gentle reality where she will not have killed you however your friends on the island this, will still be killed this is this is the
1: part we really needed Michael Rooker for that's what he, sh- he should have been doing is just popping up in each fantasy being like you
0: don't want to go that way yeah he like should have been a weird time traveler turn have, yeah. back now that's what this movie really needed it needed like a weird Doc like, Brown to just run in and be like it's all time travel." But if you go back, if you go back and you save your father, and listen yeah. to me, son, you're gonna grow up thinking he's a coward and he won't kiss your mom at the ball and you'll never be born. No, for
1: real. Remember remember the Simpsons episode where it's the Halloween horror thon or whatever and, and Willie keeps showing up in each segment? Yeah. Trying to like save them or warn them. Oh, That's I'm bad what, at we, yes, this. Yes. That's what we needed Michael Rooker for, just showing up in everyone. I
0: really wish that this had just picked a lane. It either was like creepy Don't sci-fi just, just or big nuts. horror or like fun camp because yeah. had we had this like oh, a Willy character or some like time traveler who knew it was crazy and like michael Pena is a comedic actor Yeah. yes why didn't we like embrace what we thing. have yeah. and All, well when, a lot of them are a lot of them are have a background in comedy. i liked when michael Pena was funny in this movie when he had those yeah. moments of like well a lot of people just do weird sex stuff i mean it's crazy why, why don't you do uh while you wait do some push-ups or squats <laughs> yeah i was like this is the best part of the right. movie yeah i think that was a very real laugh I guess the last thing to talk about is it's uh is its box office. As we talked about, it came in last. It's Mm -hmm. President's Day weekend, has a nice four day at the time of this recording. We're on day three of that four day, and it's at twelve million, I'm fourteen million. It's coming in last behind the photograph, behind Sonic. Sonic, Birds of Prey, I was trying to do it in order. Sonic was first, Birds of Prey was second, the photograph, and then this. Yeah. Mm. Um I have no other PG thirteen movies to compare it to because Box Office Mojo is a disaster now, and I just did oh, not have the energy to look them up. I do.
1: Underwater was a recent horror one that really did badly at the right. box office. Yeah. <laughs>
0: uh, but as we kind of talked about, and I think we've talked about in the show before, Blumhouse's secret sauce is don't spend more than ten million. Yeah. And I mean, we'll never see P and A numbers, but the reality is this made back double its production budget which kind of sucks because right now there's this big narrative of like how bad Birds of Prey is doing even though it's made up its box office numbers already and now you have this movie which just made less money and right. just had less interest just but less, because yeah. the numbers are this way we can be like well people really want this right. and he's right. like yeah. It's, yeah.
1: yeah, it's definitely a uh, twisted way to look at it, you know.
0: <laughs> and we are now like I, I want to. I'm only going to talk about this for a little bit, but like Birds of Prey only went down 10 million, it's, which is in, really incredible. Well. Yeah. And like it's last doing much
1: better than people were giving it credit. Yeah, for. and last yeah.
0: weekend I didn't want to be like, well, everyone's. It just came under expectations no one's really like making this narrative that it's bad but if you read these variety articles today it's like wow sonic is blowing up and burns of prey Prey don't drop 42 at number two with the lowest drop of any dc movie is doing poorly, the, and you're like, no, it isn't. Let me yeah. tell
1: you, man. Places like Variety, Hollywood Reporter, all of them are terrible. You got to go do... to
0: KillerHorrorCritic.com <laughs> if you want the
1: real news. No, 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 but I mean, realistically though, like if you want anything genre related, you got go to go the genre sites. These other sites yeah. do not understand them whatsoever. No. <laughs> Um,
2: yeah, this movie, I mean, the PA will never see on these movies, but like with the critics, I don't know why we don't release those numbers. The critic, the Rotten Tomato for this has like a nine. It's a 49. Oh, yeah, a it's a
1: C minus cinema score, <laughs> which
2: is disaster. If you get a C minus, that means you are just everybody's Listen, walking I, out that bitch pissed. Here's something
1: I want to say to that too. You said it's a C minus cinema yeah. score. That makes no sense to me either because, uh, I think it was the, the grudge got an F okay. score. Yeah. And and look, I gotta say, I didn't like that movie much either. But that's, Way better that than a, this, yes, <laughs> correct. Um,
2: yeah.
0: Oh, so uh,
2: so whatever no numbers sequel. they have, it's going to go down because in two weeks, Blumhouse I mean, I mean, eats it. Blumhouse is going to fight itself yeah. in two
0: weeks, and they're like, it doesn't. <laughs> this mm-hmm. is going to sound bad. This movie doesn't matter for Blumhouse because Halloween's coming out this right. year.
2: They're going to have one that makes so much money. They like we can. Throw these little five million, ten million dollar ones out and like who
1: cares. I gotta I gotta say this about Bloomhouse as someone who's been a supporter of theirs for such a long time. I'm starting to lose it a bit with them. I'm really starting to lose yeah. respect for them because you know, I still I still appreciate their model. They have a good model in that let's not spend a lot of money, therefore if we release a fantasy island, we still have a pretty good chance to make it back. Right. But they're getting so much to that point though that it's actually starting to feel to me like they do not give a fuck about they're their They're literally products. just like yeah. throwing out seven and bad
2: products like look we got these two we know these two are going to yeah, make money so we'll pay for this. They'll drop they
0: like three out. or four prestige movies a year and be like oh Blumhouse well, but, but then you got to rake it's like the Wii there's just bro, shovelware. But at the
1: same time I, I used to look to them too as like uh, a studio that would be giving us original content right? Yeah. Right. They used to be a big supporter of that and bringing on directors to have these like new different visions you know that they didn't have to spend a lot of money on now bloom looks like they're they've become the remake reboot studio for horror you know that's all they seem to do i think so, the halloween thing kind of worked to a detriment to them they're like oh this seems to be working and I'm oh, right. and now they're talking about wanting to get rights to other right. big franchises scream like that yeah. Yeah. scream and, and friday and nightmare mm-hmm. on elm street you know it's just
0: i'm a big like I liked the new Halloween, and if we can kind of do that, but with Scream or Texas Chainsaw or, or something mm. that I like, I'd love a new Friday the 13th and a new Nightmare on Elm Street, I don't think one guy gets to do it, which is yes. very, very contradictory of me because I do think only Kevin Feige should make Marvel movies. <laughs> <laughs> because, well, he's, he's he earned the to right to this. Right. He's gotten the cachet in But I also am kind of like, Blumhouse has figured this out. How has no other studio been like, we're going to make a bunch of comedies, but you're not allowed to spend more than $8 million. I don't know. How has even like Disney been yeah, like, that's a good point. We're only going to make Ant Man, like tier their superhero movies. Avengers, you get 100 mil. Ant Man's, you get 60 mil. Right. Captain Marvel. Like, yeah. and you, we now have so much data you, that there's no way they don't know their net profit based on what they spend.
1: Either either way, I'm just disappointed in them because based on that model, they should be the studio that's giving yeah. all these directors chances to bring this new stuff to us, right? And instead, they're not. Like, I can't think of a single Bloomhouse film coming out this year. That's not their Into the Dark series that is original. I was about the to Hunt, look that the up. Hunt the, the, only, Hunt. the Hunt is the only one that they y- have. I mean, yes, but even that's... But
2: I, cause, cause, <laughs> I'm glad you said that because I just looked up their stuff and I was like, their 2020 and 2021 is The Invisible Man, The Hunt, an untitled purge sequel, Halloween Kills, Paranormal 7, and the
1: Halloween, the following... Exactly. Jesus Christ. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that is They used so to not sad. be that. They, <laughs> yeah. When they started off, they were not that. So I'm just... Just a comment I wanted to throw in there. Kind of let down by that. That is lately. a bit sad. That, <laughs> that is, is yeah. really depressing. And 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 I'm still you know I know that. Never mind. I won't say. So
0: it. Matt, where's the original horror coming from now? Is it like Platinum Dunes? The, Do we have to start looking the, to like the no. Quiet Place? No, the,
1: <laughs> no. If you're if you're listening to this and you're a horror fan, the original horror you're gonna find is studios like A24. Uh, oh with the
2: Midsummers and all that. stuff. even though you may not like it, that's where it's right. You you coming. may not
1: like right. those kind of movies, but A twenty four is the one doing it. Uh and then really after that, it's just a lot of independent studios. Darks uh Dark Sky Pictures, um or or entertainment, whatever, uh Epic Pictures, like uh, cranked up entertainment. A lot of these smaller companies are doing the really good original stuff. But yeah, when it comes to theatrical releases, it's really, it really sucks. No one outside of A twenty four is doing these. Back-to-back, yeah. back, like, good original horror movies. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but that's our show. Uh, so if you want, you can leave us a review. You can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash groups slash Hollywood Already Did It. On Twitter, Hollywood ADI. I'm at, as always, Blake, and Terrence is at Terrence Tatum. Matt is at the Killer Horror Critic, and every Friday his podcast about horror comes out, the Killer Horror Critic.
1: Yep, and I'm usually not this angry. So.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Great. Uh, and we'll see you next week
1: later have you one